what we discussed, we started to discuss yesterday, the level of, so to speak, wrath, which was represented by Sisra. And we saw the Midrash, it's the Yalkut, more than one place that says that Sisra was blessed with a call called Kain Shalmaila. He had an exceptional strength in his voice, like I said, Hazal said in one place, that when he used to hunt animals, he used to get them to freeze by, by shouting at them. In another case, place called the Yalka Shimani, here on the Pastor Chazal say, that he could bring down the wall of a city by, by shouting. There was a tremendous Koyach to Sisha's voice. Uh, it was Kayen Shalmada. It was There was something non, like beyond physical about the strength of his voice. And like all the other examples Chazal gave of people who had been blessed with unique exceptional talent um, they misused it same thing Sisra used his voice as he saw to be Mechari from Agadif he saw the positive B'chazka at the beginning of the parak, and that's why he had to get punished now we saw that there was a even though Sisra was a fugitive and the Chayra he needed to turn to Yael for safety to protect him Nevertheless, we see that the Gemara is Daerish, that he was, he was misasik with the Maisa, very with her, the Gemara is Daerish seven times. And the child, why was, from Yael's point of view, why was it necessary? In other words, on the one hand, we understand that Peep Shat, that when he'd be weak and he would be able to overcome him. Well, either way around, if she had managed to put him to sleep by giving him milk, like we saw in the Basak beforehand, so the Chayra that then that would be enough of a reason to try and, and uh, kill him without having to resort to my survey. So what was the need for it? So we must understand something else. We saw before the way that the war against Sisra was fought, and we saw that the the stars fought Sisra. And we saw... And then what the chat which is brought in the Gemara Msachim, which Rashi brings over here, is that they made the, the, the stars, so to speak, made, made everything very hot. And as a result of that, the, all the chariots, the iron chariots which Sisra had, had gone into the river, Nachalkishim, to cool off, and that's when the river swept them away. And we asked at the time two questions, which you now I'm coming back to answer, Hashem. The one was, so the, the stars are playing a very seemingly insignificant role. It was just a hechitinsi, a pretext to get them to go into the water so that the river could sweep them away. There could have been many things that could have got them into the river. Uh, I mean, they had to cross the river just to get to Haritava. Uh, that's the first point. And the second thing is we don't often see stars as being uh, a source of heat. If anything, the sun. Right? When Hashem wants to make it hot, He makes the sun get hotter. Now we find Babramavina, we find Asidlavai, that Hashem is mighty chamam in Hashem takes the sun out of its covering, so to speak. And that's what causes things to get hot. The idea that the stars are from wherever they are, in wherever in their galaxies, wherever they happen to be, are a source of heat is a chiddush. Ah, so you'll see a, a, another explanation or another dimension to what the stars are doing. And that is, there's a pasuk in the Shira of David Melech in Tehillim Yudches. It says, Yarim b'shemayim Hashem ve'el yinutin koilem. Yarim in shemayim Hashem will overcome him from the shemayim and the one most high yutin koilem will give his voice. Barav v'gachaleyesh. And on that, the Midrash Lechot of Tehillim says on the Pasuk that there were three times that Kilo HaKadosh Baruch Hu involved the Shemaim in fighting with Goyim. The one time was we had in the time of Yeshua, and that was Barad V'gach Le'esh. Hashem sent down 
hail and stones of fire from the heaven. Like we saw in Shekach, like we saw in the campaign of Yeshua against the five kings, that was the bar of The second time that Hashem got the Shemayim to fight was here in the case of Sisra. Uh, like we said, the fought against Sisra, and uh, it brings the pasuk which is said then in Perikdara, it describes the battle that Yahom Hashem is Sisra. Hashem confounded him. So what overwhelming force was there which confounded Sisra? So that was the force of the stars. Now, what what was the reference in the pasuk? The Elyon Yitzhan Koyle. The one on the most high Yitzhan Koyle will give his call. And already we can see the comparison. That if uh, Sisra's strength was in his call, and that's what he misused, and the way that HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, took revenge on him was the alien Yitzhan Koyle. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to use his call uh, to overcome Sisra, to confound Sisra. We have to explain what he's going to do with the stars. Why was the question? Where do you see the idea of the stars having a call? Now, but we'll get back to in a moment. In the meantime, what happens? As a result of that, Sisra's army gets lost. The chariots and the horsemen, like we saw, get swept away by Nachal Kishon. The foot soldiers all run back to Harosh Sagoyim and get killed by Barak and his army. And the only fugitive is Sisra himself. And in a case like that, we have to understand, the Kharad, the biggest rush out of everybody was Sisra. The rest were just his either mercenaries or his loyal soldiers. And so why did Sisra not suffer the same fate as all of them. If they all got destroyed, either, like I said, by the Nachal or by being chased by Barak's army, so how was it that Tafka Sisra managed to survive, whereas no one else did? Now, we find this in other cases also. We find this also in other cases that the king who was the, the main Russia, so to speak, the primary villain of the story, survived and his whole army was destroyed. The best example is in Sankhari. Right? According to one major pirate. So Mechalik is far actually above the not. But yeah. So according to the Midrash, it's far survived for an example. But the first in the Pasuk is Basan Kharif. So Kharif also came to fight Taisha with a tremendously big army. And Akadish Baruch destroys all of them except for San and his two sons. And according to one Midrash, Nebuchadnezzar as well. Okay, whatever it is. But whenever they, wherever there are cases like that, when there's widespread destruction of an enemy and uh, only there are very, very few survivors, so we must understand, it's not by chance. It's not like the Malach Gavriel never got to Sancheri that night, and that's why he survived. He has happened to get out of the way quickly enough. It's uh, whenever Kodesh Baruch leaves survivors, there's a specific reason. He could have killed everybody. And like Hashem tells Pari, The reason I'm leaving you alive is because I want something from you. Otherwise, I could have killed you like everybody else. So in the case of Sancheri, for example, Hashem leaves Sancheri alive because he wants to, there's no one just kidding, wants to make a mockery of him. Like the Pasuk says he's going to do. He leaves his two sons alive because they're going to be the ones to kill their father later on. Uh, the ones who killed their father, Sancheriv. And according to the, the opinion that Nebuchadnezzar was also left alive, well, Hashem had a lot of lot in store for Nebuchadnezzar. So when Akadosh Baruch leaves a survivor from, so to speak, such a major destruction, there's a reason for it, each one. And if that's the case, we must understand the same thing applies to Sisera as well. If Hashem destroys the entire army, whether through the nace of the, of the river or through being killed by Barak's soldiers. And the one survivor who, who manages to run from the battlefield is Sisra himself. Then what's understood is that there was a reason why Sisra had to survive. And that's why he wasn't killed to miraculously like the rest of his army died. And what's the reason for that? And what's the reason for that? And here we, here we come to a Gemara, 
and uh, it's not just the Gemara, it's also a Midrash Rabbi in a few places, a different Girsas. I checked it up today. Again, the different Girsas exactly had what the Midrash says or what Chazal meant, but everybody agrees that Sisra had a descendant who was a major tzaddik. The question is who it was. There does a Midrashim which said that uh, the Sisra's descendant was Shmai Vavtalion, who were Shmai Vavtalion, the two teachers of Hillel and Nasi. And the does Midrashim, and the Yivash Mosul Gemara in one place, according to the Gears on the side, is that Sisra's descendant was Rabbi Akiva. We know that all, all three of them were Gary. Shmai Vavtalion were Gary, Rabbi Akiva was a Gary. And whichever one, with different Chazal, they said they mention either one or the other one, but at least one of them, let's say, was a descendant of Sisra. And if that's the case, Hashem didn't kill Sisra yet because Hashem wanted something from Sisra. Sisra had a, just like it says, Hashem, after the story of, of Bilam, told Moshe to destroy Midian because of the involvement that the nice Midian had to be Mashal Klai Israel. And the obvious question Moshe had was, if that's the case, let's destroy Moab too. Nice Moab were equally guilty. And Hashem said, no, leave Moab alone. Why? Because I need something from Moab. Which is only going to, I need, uh, I need, uh, it's the descendant of Moab, it's still, so to speak, a spark of Kedusha in Moab, which has to be, which has to come back to Kla Israel. And that was generations later, the Jerusalem of And therefore, because of, because of that, Hashem spared the nation of Moab until Jerusalem would be born, because, uh, so to speak, in the divine scheme of things, he wanted Jerusalem. And uh, the same thing applies over here. If the the reason why Sisra was spared from being destroyed like everybody else is because there was still something Hashem needed from Sisra. He couldn't kill him yet because there was within Sisra was still, so to speak, the ancestry or the beginning of the, either of Yaakov, let's say, going to that side of the Gemara, and therefore Hashem kept him alive. And if that's the case, it wasn't shy for y'all to kill Sisra. She understood that. If there was a, if if the reason he had been spared from the war was because Hashem wants him for something. So then she's not going to be Matsliyah to kill him either. The Malach, the stars could have done a better job than her. If that's the case, the idea of being Machshul him, so to speak, in Snus, was to, that way, the Atsim, Yal also became the ancestress of Rabbi Akiva. But once that had been done, once, so to speak, the, 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 the sister's uh, progeny would become one day Rabbi Akiva. Was no longer, he didn't need Sisra for anymore, so to speak. He had already been with Yael and she was already pregnant with the child, would eventually be the answer Rabbi Akiva. Then he married Sisra, that's for Skiva anymore. Was it, was it Sorry? Does it say Rabbi Akiva was Ben Gera? Or was he coming from Mark? It's not a Gera? That was one stage. The, we don't know what happened down the line after that. But if, if one of the ancestors. You're saying that the child, the child Jewish, then? It depends what happened after that. How many more days are there between the Rabbi Akiva? But anyway, the... A guy? Not a mountain. He's a guy. Yael was a guy? Yael was not a guy. Yael was a Jew. So why is it her children? Because he passed that a guy of Balbas is That's So then Therefore, this was a necessary stage so that Yael could kill him. Because until that, there wasn't trying to kill him. But Amashaykin afterwards, he lost his whole scheme, so then later afterwards, Yael would be successful in killing him. Um, like we said before, this goes back to Machlokas, was that Mutzafah to be Mizana, the Tzarech, what she did in order to therefore to be, enable her to kill Sisra afterwards. Okay, now we already said last time it's Machlokas, really between the Ebir and the Chasm Sofa in Psachim and the Chivas. 
if uh, a cheshman to be matzal people is the reason that matzal is nus, or it should still be, it still be an iser, the Navi uh, says it would be oser, unless it was not Navi, which would be like we said by, by Esther, that uh, a Navi has a hatter to tell someone to do the once off against the Torah, if it's not Hatzal, it's called Yisrael. The Chassan Sefer wants to give a different Sfar, like we said, the Sfar of Harkoidim would look like Okay, it's not like it's between the price scheme and what, what the status of that very would be. Either way around, Hassan Sefer has a nice raya that he wants to say it wasn't an Avera, and therefore the result of it was she was still muttered to her husband. If it would have been an Avera, she would have been to her husband. Right? And he said that's why the Pasuk, when it is Mubarak Yo, it says, Tavarech Minashim Yo, Eishes Chever Akeni. We already knew that. Why is the, why does the Shri have to say it again? So the Hassan Sefer says in Shivas, he says, Dvar was Paskaning. She's still Eishes Chever Akeni. She's still muttered to her husband. As even though after what she did, it wasn't considered a very veratzen or buznos that would ask her to her husband, and therefore we made that she was she's still given the title of Eishes Chaver Akeni, not because we don't know that, but because it's that's not like this. The Gemara is much no. At least she says because she had a vanity of vanity that that sister was Tamir Rosh, he was Anusuv Kaiach, but Achashver was the Melech. So as a medic, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be man as Bukayach. And therefore, it's more of a tzad of Barats than this you went to. Okay, whatever the case is. Now, the shayla is, the, the, I saw the Bnei Yisachar asks, say this, that's an Asisar, Bnei Yisachar. Agav, he talks about it in one place, Beremis, and, uh, and he says, so why isn't he seven times? He asks, why isn't he, he says he was boiled seven times. So, the, there's what to discuss why it was needed seven times in other words which time was the, was the tipper which was from which Rabbi Akiva came either way around there's a nice duke in the Pasuk which we pointed out last night it says and then again the second time we asked what does the word shadud mean in the context and we said last night that in the explained shadud literally means to be st- something stolen from you like a shayd is, is a robbery so a person's has had something taken from them, right? Then they they consider the they've been stolen from, they've been depleted, or despoiled, that's a better word maybe. And in the context, it makes a lot of sense. Sister fell when we what he had was taken from him. What he had was the ancestry of Rabbi Akiva, yeah, the, the Zara which would end up being Rabbi Akiva. That was his Khuskiyum. And Bashar Nafal, when that was taken from him, then he was shadowed. He had lost his, his that whatever schus he had that would keep him alive, that's when he got killed. Now, why was that for seven times? Like I said, the number of different Muslims which are brought. One of them is we know that a Kodesh Baruch whose call is Mishtabech in seven Kodesh. Kodesh Mokayach, Kodesh Mokhador, Kodesh Mshavra Razim, Kodesh Mokhador, Kodesh Mokhador, Kodesh Mokhador, and then in the Mizra it talks about the call Hashem, the seven Kodesh. Kudah, that Hashem is called Mishtabech for seven Kodesh. If Sister misused his uh, divinely given call, which was something also, okay, so there's a misuse of also an idea of the seven codes. Chodal tells exactly what seven things he did wrong, but that was the kain the kain he had. So therefore it needed the, the seven maizim to take away Sisha's kain from him. Um, and like we said, the punishment he got was the alien yitin kain that the uh, Elinith and Koilei, that that was uh, how Kodesh Baruch punishes him or his army, and that was the Kechavim in Siloisam. Like we said, that, that was connected to the call. Why? What's the call connected to the stars, Dafka? So, 
the what the Prophet said before when he spoke about the stars as punishing Sisra's um, chariots, it says, And it says, From the Mesilla. The Mesilla is the the track, so to speak, at the star, or the, the orbits that the stars go on, so from there they fall to Sisra. What's the what's the Kiddush of the the force from where they were? So we find this idea of the Mesilla we find in the Gemara and Yuma. It's talking about the sun. And it's the Gemara which needs explanation in its own right, but it's, the concept is like this. The, what the Gemara says in Yuma is that why isn't the world drowned by the sound of Kol Hamodesh Laromi? The Hamodesh Laromi, the multitudes of Ram, of Goy, make a tremendous noise. And so why doesn't the world want to hear the Kol Hamodesh Laromi? And the Gemara says it was offset by the Kol Galgul Kamesh of the Barakia. There's a call of the sun, it makes it, it's it literally soars its way through the sky, and it means to soar because the Gemara says that when the sun soars through the sky, it produces dust. And it's called that's the Avak Diyoma, because what's produced by the sun soaring its way through the sky. Which means, again, maybe it's a, it needs a different shirt to explain the concept behind it, but the Galgalim Bimisiloisom. Even though we talk about the sun, so to speak, going in its track around the sky and uh, all the other planets also going in their circuit wherever they're going, it doesn't like, like sail smoothly, so to speak. The, the notion that Gemara uses for the orbit of whatever the sun, the planets, whatever it's going to be, is that Manasseh Barakir. It soars its way through the sky and it makes a noise. And that noise offsets the Kalamayan Shalomi. And therefore the same thing over here. It's uh, the Kaychavim Yimisilosam, I'm saying it's from the Yimisilah, which means from the, their orbit, from where they were going. That was the, the Elian Yusin Koyle, which uh, combated Sisra. Now, how did that play out? Again, it doesn't tell us exactly what it did to them. Um, just the dogma. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying Chazal said the same thing here, I'm just giving us a marshal. Right? When it says that Akadish Prophet destroys the whole army of Sankhari on the night of Pesach, how did he do it? How did he do it? So, what Chazal said in the first, is that Gabriel and Malach let them hear the Shiraz Surafim. Uh, uh, they heard the Shiraz of the Malachim, and the sound was too loud, they all died from it. Um, so, the, the idea of the, 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 something which is sound, which is too strong, which can affect the enemy, we see there already in, as, in a, as a dogma that that can be something which destroys. Chazal, I haven't seen a Chazal anyone which is telling exactly how the stars were used to fight. Except for this reference to the Pasuk of Ethan Koyla, that that was a connected the Nukham of Sisra. Okay, whatever it is, it was uh, the call of Shemaim against to pay back Sisra for misusing the call he was given. Um, one last point on this. And that is, if we understand that if that's the case. saying that Sisra's armies got destroyed because of the, the noise of the Kham? The call. The call. Elian Ethan Koyla, the call of the Elian. Now, I said, Allah doesn't say more than what the call of the alien was. So I'm just giving you a dogma if you find something in its track causes the noise. Like Moses said first, how exactly that affected Sisra, we don't have, that I haven't seen yet. What's the key? You know, what's the connection to the noise made by the stars to how it affected Sisra exactly? I don't know. But we do, what we do have is the two Chazals. The one that things don't go smoothly, they make a noise. And the second one is that Hashem used the alien in to, to, to punish Sisra. Okay, one last point, maybe on this idea. And that is that uh, the if 
the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva was a descendant of Sisra. So what we want to see is that that same Koyach, which Sisra misused, Rabbi Akiva used right. In other words, that's what it has to be. If Hashem gives a specific Koyach for something, in the case of Sisra, it was given a, a special call, then the maybe by Sisra, he misused the call, which was his wishes. Right? But Le'asim, it's meant to be used right. And if that's it, there's a shorish within him which is going to come to be used as a one day, it means that, that he has to be able to utilize and maybe metake in the koyach which his ancestor sister used wrong, he has to use it right. Now, we see two things by Rebekah. The first one, the first one, besides for his call, if we're going to look at the nature of sister the person, so we see two bad things about sister. The first one, the first one, is he was a mezana? He was saw even even b'shas Muhammad he was running for his life, whatever it is, he had an opportunity to be Isaac and Avera. That's what he did. The second one is right at the beginning. It says his lachas is Israel b'choska. He was cruel. So we we find two bad midas that Israel had. Besides for what he did wrong with his call, but besides that, the two bad midas. The one is he was he was a mezana, and the second one that he was cruel. He was lachas Israel b'choska. He didn't just rule them. He was he oppressed them. It's an interesting thing because we find the Gemara says in Ksuvus, the Sanachal of Rebbe, and it tells the story of Rachel and Rabbi Akiva, or Rachel marries Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara then says that what did Rachel see in Rabbi Akiva when he was still a shepherd, before he learned anything? At that stage, when he was still a shepherd, so Rachel wants to marry him, what was the matter? Hey, Rachel could have had the best shidduch in Yerushalayim. Her father was the biggest career in the town, and he wanted her to marry a Bintar. He was very upset when she married someone else. So she could have chosen any time of she wanted. Why did she? What, what, what did she see in Rabbi Akiva? So the Gemara says she saw two Ma'as in Rabbi Akiva. Number one, he was Tzanur, and number two, he was Ma'adi. Tzanur is the act of the Tzniyas. The Gemara says in Tlachim that his that uh, it gives an example of someone who was misnag in the Beis Hakisa the Tzniyas. It gives an example of Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva was misnag the Tzniyas, and the other one Ma'adi. Ma'adi means it could be this. That's what Tzadik explains it. Rashi explains it. It could be this. He was kind. Where do you see that? We see even before he went to learn that when he was after he married Rachel and she was banished from her father's house and they were living in a shed and they were sleeping on straw. And Chazal tell us that Eliyahu and Avi came in the guise of a poor person and knocked on the door and he said, um, we are also poor people and we are also living in a shed like you and we don't even have straw. And my wife just had a baby. And Rebekah gave him half the straw. And so we see that Rebekah's basic middle mali. He had good medicine, he was kind. And therefore, even though he had nothing himself, except for the straw that he was using as a, on to sleep on, he shared it with, uh, with a per- person he thought was a poor person who was in need of straw. This was the tikkun of the two midasraas of Sisra. If this is two, two midasraas, was his cruelty and his znus, Sa'adrava, the nature of the kibbiz attacking those things. He was Tanu Mali. That was the first point. And the next point, and that is Rabbi Akiva, obviously, of course, if we talk about the uh, the case of Tony Shabalpeh, which uh, the, the greatest of Tanoim was Rabbi Akiva, Kiyudu. Uh, that's the Koyach of the Kol. That's the Koyach of the Kol used right. As opposed to Tony Shabalpeh, which was uh, what, what the Navi heard from Hashem. And uh, that Koyach of Tony was what the Navi was, Moshe, the Navi is Makabal from Hashem. But the Koyach of Tony Shabalpeh, or Tony Shabalpeh, exactly that, it was Tony Shabalpeh. And uh, therefore, we're going to talk about who had the the kol ka'en shalmada of Torah Shabbal Peh that was able to 
Torah of the most, we find the case of Torah of was Rabbi Akiva. Famous the Gemara Menachos, and even Moshe Rabbeinu was overawed by Rabbi Akiva's ability to teach Torah. That was the Tikkun of Sisra. He was the descendant of Sisra, he was the Tikkun of Sisra. Number one is the Tikkun of the Midrash of Sisra, but number two is also the Tikkun of the Koyach of Sisra. When Koyach used, Sisra used his call, which was something Kain Shlomada, destructively, to bring down cities, to, 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 to blaspheme, Kafimada, Rabbi Akiva was the Tikkun of that. He used the call to give us the Shabal Peh. You know, the Gemara says that Stamishas and Pesetas and Brises and Tifra, the Kula lived the Rabbi Akiva. The, the, the call of Torah Shabal Peh, that's was the call of Rabbi Akiva. And then that's, that, 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 that's what Sisra had, so to speak, the, the spark of Rabbi Akiva. When he lost it, that's when he could be destroyed. There's one more thing to talk about the call, but that you have to talk in the context of the next Pasuk. And that is, the Pasuk says, the next Pasuk says, that it talks about the mother of Sisra. It says in the Pasuk of Ches, She's looking out the window, and Sisra's mother of Tiyabev, she was crying. Through the window. Why has his chariot come back late? Why has it been delayed, so to speak, the sound of his footsteps? In other words, she knew her son had gone to battle, and she was obviously waiting for him to return victorious. And the time went by and he didn't come back, so she started, she started to cry. Chazal Darish from from the word Vatiyabev, that it teaches us to what the meaning of Tkir because on the word Yom Tru in the Torah, Unkudas is the target of Yom Yabava. And we want to know what does Yabava mean. So we get to this word here, Tiyabev, is that the same Sharish. And on that, the Gemara famously learns that the sound of Tkir is a call of, of crying. The Gemara is just not sure what kind of crying. Is it what it's called? Which means it's what you call a Shvarim or a Trua, like long drawn out cries or short, sharp cries, which of course the Shvarim and the Trua today. But the whole Musag of what the sound of is meant to sound like is. Uh, is best known from the, 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 the crying of the mother of sister. Not only that, the minag which is brought down by the Rishonim to blow a hundred kiyos on Rosh Hashanah is because the, of a chazal that says that the mother of sister she cried a hundred and one times. And, uh, even if it's not brought in the post, how many times she cried, but there's a lot in the chazal that was a hundred and one times. And we try... One, we, 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 it's one, one call, Kilo, we understand, was, was, was understood in the circumstances. And more than that, we want to match by the Kilo Shafer the crying of the mother of sister. Now, once again, we have to explain next year when we finish this year, when we talk about the mother of sister now, what is the significance of that? What is the significance of the lawyers to tell us about her crying? And why is the Shafer meant to try and lack like, equal or counteract the Kayak of her crying? And uh, why is that the Makar, what, what Kirshev is meant to be? Uh, that's the, where the Shem will talk about, that's the Hemshach of the idea of the call. The call which Sisra had, which he misused, and then we're going back to his mother, and that she also used, misused the call of Yibaba, which she misused that as well. The Limud is what stopped her crying. So the process is after that. Her sorry, her ladies in waiting, her ministers, the Chachamis answered her, and they said to her, "We'll see the next pasuk." Was that you don't have to cry for sister? The reason he's late is because he's busy taking spoils, or he's busy 
destroying the capital, whatever he's doing. And you know, that was something which the fact that he was involved in taking spoils or killing captives was something which calmed her down. So that's also shows the title of the Ra of the crime, which we'll talk about next time, as Hashem. And we also explain this last possible possible uh, It's a very strange possible. It seems also very repetitive, what, what they're trying to say. Okay, Benjamin will discuss that. The uh, next time we we'll spoke about today, Ikbeka was the spiritual Koyach of Tisrahad, and why what happened with Yael was necessary as a precursor to be able to overcome it. So it matter, even though it was a Maisa, which would be a Maisa Vera, but it was a Chedek, what was necessary for Asada Tisrahad.